you're either incredibly smart or incredibly stupid. We'll see you in a minute. Watch out for the FBI as you listen to this episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Reflux capacitor. Fluxing. Crew. Distinctions. Scanning for enemy of the state. 1998. Prepare to rewind in three, two, one. Welcome, Rewinders and new listeners to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we take a fresh look at movies and games from 15 or more years ago. I'm your captain of the pod, Francisco Ruiz, and I'm joined by your exo and mine, Paul, the master interrupter powers. You know, you're the only podcaster for me. Well, you and Janet Jackson. <laughs> Did she have a podcast? That's amazing. Also, I don't know. It's a line from the movie. <laughs> no. Also, for this discussion of the film Enemy of the State, we welcome aboard for the first time. He's a terminator of pests and a burger lover. Welcome aboard, Dale White. Hey, Dale. What's up? What's up? Glad you're here. Uh, and now that you have a quick flyby of who we are, Paul, can you give us a quick overview of the, of the production specs for Enemy of the State? Sure. Enemy of the State is actually the federal government because they often com- they conflict with each other. There's the state versus... Oh, you mean the you movie? Can, you can also think of the state as the federal government, Paul. Yeah, it gets really confusing, so let's just cover the movie. <laughs> okay, so. how about that? The Enemy of the State, the movie, was released November 20th in 1998. So it's a Thanksgiving film? Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's more of a Christmas, as that's their own. That's true. So here's yeah. another Christmas movie to add to everybody <laughs> on Christmas movies. Yeah. Die Hard, Enemy of the State. goes hand in hand. Yeah. Gremlins, all that good stuff. All right. This runs two hours and 12 minutes on the long side. It's, run, it's rated R for... Language, I, I think, mainly. No, I was trying to think what R stands for. Why do they call it R? Restricted. Restricted. Yeah, exactly. Yes. All right. Good pop quiz. All right. Now, it was directed by Tony Scott, with the lead stars being Will Smith, Gene Hackman, and John Voight. The music was composed by Harry Gregson Williams. Are you ready for the box office game? Ready. All right. Enemy of the State was made for $90 million, almost $100 million. Well, is it 90 Did or 100? Which is it? 90. Just give me a clear answer. Sure. And it made over $250 million at the box office worldwide. All right. Nice. Thank you, Mario. Given this fact and the fact that it's in the action genre. Action. How many action movies do you think there are? Uh, thousands? I don't know. Try 1,969, according to the numbers.com. Oh, my word. That's a lot. Okay. So, <laughs> where does out it of rank one- in that? 1,969, how high in the box office do you think Enemy of the State ranks amongst the other action genre films? So it's really cool that Dale is usually one of the people that's here in chat when we're doing this podcast. You've probably heard us say his name, but now he's here in the well, virtual flesh, I suppose. Um, Dale, give us an actual auditory response to what, 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 um, number do you think or what ranking uh, why am i having trouble with the word I am too, what I position know. what position does any of the Whole states <laughs> rank for uh action box office what do you think 
I'm gonna go with seventy-five. Ooh, seventy-five out of a thousand, like almost two thousand. That's good. Um, I'm gonna. I'm go, sure there are better, but I'm gonna just say. Yeah, no, I. I mean, that seems good reasonable. Job. I'm. I'm guess I'm gonna go with two hundred. I don't know. And then, uh, enthusiast in chat says twelve hundred. Wow. Okay, so That's a good guess. So almost enthusiast. The answer is actually one hundred seventy-five. Oh, so really? The captain wins this time. Wow. One hundred and wait, I win. Oh. Ale was only a hundred off. So oh. out of two thousand, that's pretty good. That is pretty good. Okay. Apparently, I'm wildly confused, but that's nothing, nothing new to this podcast. Uh, thank well, you. I was factoring in that it was Will Smith. Sorry. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah that's no, true. No, it is. It is high compared to the others. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but thank you for those factoids, Paul. And let's see if any of them factor into our memory mind meld or subsequent roundtable discussion, which we will get to once Alice is located. Our target film. Alert! Alert! Approaching target. Spoilers are coming. Establishing analysis vector. <laughs> So you want some lingerie for your wife. What about cup size? Oh, she's way bigger than that. The moment something was slipped into his bag. Mr. Zavitz may have passed sensitive materials to you. Robert Clayton Dean became a target. Why are they after me? You have something they want! Produced by Jerry Bruckheimer. Get the cat. What's the cat's name? Babe. Directed by Tony Scott. Come here, baby. Baby, come here. Will Smith, Gene Hackman, enemy of the state. You certainly carjacked a really nice car. Big Bar starts Friday, November 20th. Yeah, that's what I said, November 20th. Yeah, exactly. Uh, carjacked a really nice car, but do we remember that carjacking? I mean, what about this movie did we remember before we rewatched it? Well, that's what our, what our memory mind meld is all about. And here's what we collectively rem- remembered about Enemy of the State. An old college friend from of the Fresh Prince <laughs> slips a video of the Midnight Cowboy killing someone into Bad Boys? Smith's back of lingerie. What is going on? Jim Phelps from Mission Impossible gets a crew of muscle and MITers to find Hancock, <laughs> who, uh, who having gotten help from Lex Luthor, is running from capture. Oh, that Lex Luthor. Oh, right. Um, Agent Hyde. Hi- Agent Hyde's Agent, Agent J. J hides in old buildings off the streets. Eventually, the Gemini man, what the crap? The Gemini man gets the champs crew to kill and be killed by Bob, mob boss Tony Soprano. Is the champs a Hoosiers reference or something? No, there's a movie called The Champ. It's about a boxer. Oh, who's played by John Voight. Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay, little Ricky Schroeder. Wow. Uh, that was kind of all over the place. And I'm going to give you an inception, Paul, just because you didn't work in After Earth. I mean, the quintessential Will Smith <laughs> movie. Welcome to Earth. <laughs> anyway, based on those memories, as uh, yeah, so, uh, somewhat flawed as they were, what rating did they lead you to predict before you watched the movie Enemy of the State? Classic, nostalgic, or tragic? Let's start with Dale. What was your prediction before watching it? I'm going to predict. I predict a nostalgic. Nostalgic, okay. Paul, was, oh. Go ahead, go ahead, oh, Dale. Will Smith, was, Will Smith was on a roll at that time. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, like, I'm assuming 
get Independence Day. Men in Black. Men in uh, ba- Bad Boys. Oh yeah, I forgot about and, Bad Boys. Yeah. And how about uh, you, Paul? I predicted nostalgic as well. I remember seeing it in the theater. I remember it being okay, like, but I haven't seen it since the theater. I don't okay. remember it being bad, so I predicted nostalgic. So I predicted classic, actually, because I, for whatever reason, like, I pretty much like every Jerry Bruckheimer, Don Simpson movie. The only one I actually haven't seen is, you, you brought it up, Dale, Bad, bad boys. boys. Yeah, I've never seen Bad Boys for some reason. What you gonna do when Francisco doesn't watch you? <laughs> oh, my gosh. It'll be interesting, though, to see if those predictions came true. But first, let's get into our discussion of the things we liked most about Enemy of the State. Let's spin up our... Best three. All right, and let's start with our guest, as we like to. Dale, what is one thing you liked about Enemy of the State? One thing I liked about this movie was the Big Brother element. Yeah. the um, How they used... Like Seth Green and Jimmy Kennedy and Jack Black, they they're in charge of the cameras or the um, showing you the behind the scenes. I don't know, and I don't know if the CIA can actually do some of this stuff, but yeah, just just the uh, idea of Big Brother watching you—that there's an eye in the sky. Just mm-hmm. that element. I like that being displayed throughout the uh, movie. Oh, okay. So that yeah. that sort of aspect is really intriguing to you, seeing like what yeah, the surveillance, this yeah, like surveillance, what the government could do and stuff like that. Yeah, it's yeah. A, I mean, some some of that stuff. Some of that stuff. This is this is like 1998. Mm-hmm. Some of that stuff you can see today. Yeah, cameras and the um traffic lights. Yeah. or mm-hmm. what have you. Yeah. So totally, totally. Just the way they're using it in a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In fact. The, I, what, I, Apparently the NSA didn't want to have anything to do with this movie. <laughs> I, <laughs> I wonder, wonder why. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wonder if it was like too close to home. But uh yeah, it just makes me think what technology they have now. <laughs> tell me about it. Oh my goodness. Paul, was the technology yeah. something you liked or some other element? Yeah, that, that, that was fun and interesting. But one of the things that I found even more compelling was the music by Harry Gregson Williams. Really? Because the yeah. intense scene, that music made it even more intense. Like, da, 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 da. Yeah, during the calm true. scene, it was nice and sweeping. And so it had a, a lot of variety there. So I really felt the music really amped up this music but or this movie. I don't, there's no, usually you only, I mean, you tend to only like it when there's a, a like a very specific theme. I didn't notice yes. a theme in this one. I didn't either. So it, it, it gets down to three for me. Okay. All right. <laughs> that, that's fair. But it it, yeah. it it amplified and complemented the movie essentially, as opposed yes. to okay. It, I th- I felt it made the movie better. It mm-hmm. could have been even better if it had a theme. Gotcha. Know, but, That's yeah. fair. Well, so, uh, the music didn't really play into my mind at all, though I, I totally agree with you, Paul. It wasn't a dislike by any means. But something I really enjoyed was uh, that I'm gonna start at the beginning with my likes with some from the end of the film. I really loved that it ended with a question slash a prompt. I mean, Larry King asked the guy, I'm um, like, where, where's the surveillance or where I'm totally missing this, but it's essentially a- asking the audience, Hey, where, where should the line be for yeah. when the government, can the government come into my house? So like, 
How much yeah. of the government can invade my private life? And I, I love it that a movie, this action movie, in a, in a sense, an action movie, ended on somewhere that leaves you the theater thinking. You can discuss it with your friends. I mean, where, where, how far do you think the government's allowed to go? I mean, should we be more secure? Should we be more free? I just, I really, really like that. I, and I was not expecting that. I totally forgotten about that from the, from when I originally saw it. So that's one of the things that I liked. Mm, it made you think. It's not just an entertainment. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so let's go back to Dale. What's something about this film that made you think you liked it? Oh, as <laughs> horrible as segue that one. <laughs> Will Smith. Will, yes. Um, you, you have to remember, at this time, he was doing Bad Boys, Independence Day, Men in Black. Mm-hmm. It's not a franchise. It's it's a one-shot thing, Mm -hmm. and I like seeing him in that role. And he was still hot. Also, you 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 see fresh prints everywhere, so it was just something to uh, something different to see him in. Yeah, Yeah, he's not he's not he's he's not doing the fresh prints thing. He's being he's playing an actual character, uh, at least to me anyway. Yeah, definitely. That's what I enjoy. Yeah, and he's, and he's and and he um I remember when he did Inside the Actor Studio, he mentioned to James Lipton that he liked being with Gene, Gene Hackman. Who wouldn't? Um, I mean, it, really. <laughs> it 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 brought him to a different caliber. Yeah. Someone of that caliber. So, and you can see him at least to me, he was at his best, I think. Mm. All I can say. You know what? I'm right there with you. Will Smith was one of my likes. I it was amazing to me how uh he played he played being having this guarded fear behind his eyes like when he's talking to the the two people that i think are in charge of his firm when he's talking to the i forget Barry Pepper and Scott Kahn i think are, are the two guys coming into his house when they're just questioning him like he's not sure who they are but he's questioning yeah. them and then he they ask about Rachel Banks and stuff and and just how he you can tell that something changed in his emotion, but it's so subtle. And you can tell like something like there's something I'm scared about something that's happening here, but I'm not, I'm still going to show my strength. I just, I just was really compelled by his performance in this, which yeah, is like you were saying, Dale is very different from uh, your independence days, your fresh Prince of Bel Air's. Your wild, uh, wild west. Your wild, <laughs> wild. Sure, sure. But I, I just really thought he was really engaging to experience in this film. So I, I'm right there. With I you. felt like he. I felt. I felt. I felt like he got a chance to be an actor. Yeah. 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 Not, yeah. I mean, and, it's, I, and you mentioned Gene Hackman. I was watching the movie, and it, it gets about an hour halfway through the film, and. He's not even in the movie yet, but as soon as he appears, it goes up another level. Oh, so totally. Like yes. really yeah. Which actually leads me into my second like is mm. that the cast in this. And and I agree with everything you're saying about Will Smith and 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 I mentioned Gene Hackman. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I loved was the the smaller roles. There are so many oh, actors know, right? and actresses. It's like Oh, it's that guy and, and that guy. And where do I know her from? And like, there's so many small roles that, that I don't remember, uh, a movie being so, having so many 
actors. Uh, so many like, character play, actors, essentially. Yeah. Yes. Who play like the minor characters, but have them, especially nowadays, more well known, you yeah. know, because uh, of their, their career since then. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool. It's fun to watch a lot of, uh, uh, people to look out for. Totally, totally. I, I I really enjoyed that as well. Awesome, guys. So we talked about actors. We talked about technology. Uh, really cool. I'm really curious what's left. Oh, music from Paul. I'm really curious what's left for our classic makers. So let's get into those. Dale, what's the thing you loved most about Enemy of the State? Well, actually, it was something that Paul mentioned. Oh, yes. Though, though, though it stars Will Smith, Jane Hackman, and John Voight, I felt like Seth Green, Jack Black, mm-hmm. Jimmy Kennedy, and all these other guys were more of a presence in oh, this yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. Of the chase, just chasing after Will Smith and Gene Hackman, and um, during the movie, it felt like they were more, more present. I felt their presence in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, like you didn't have to see them all the time, but you still felt like they're there all the time. Something like that. Exactly. Yeah. It just you can feel feel them behind you if mm-hmm. you will, <laughs> or above you, as the case may be. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Whatever. I just who's that at my door? More present, so that that they were my classic makers. Very yeah. cool, and, awesome. And, and plus, plus, looking back, you know, you get you get away from that, and Seth Green is doing robot chicken, and mm-hmm. Jason Lee is you don't see him no more. He's done chipmunked out. <laughs> um, oh, is he, he on chipmunks? Like, I didn't realize that. Yeah, the movies. He was David Seville. Oh, he did four movies. Right, right, right. Best I recall. Anyway, yeah. um, and yeah, Jamie Kennedy. Who is who is Jack Jamie Black. Kennedy? Because I'm not recognizing him. Like, which character did he play? Uh, he was the guy. He was. He was sit, at one point. He was sitting by Seth Green. Oh, okay. One of the guys in the van. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, uh, um, just you, you see the the actors where they been and. Then you start to look back, rewatching it, and then you say, "Oh, there's Seth Green, and there's this actor, there's that actor." Like Paul was saying before, yeah. yeah. And it's cool. So they were pretty much my classic maker throughout this movie. Rewatching yeah, I, it. I completely agree with you. It's one thing to have Will Smith and Gene Hackman and, and John Voight, like you're saying, but when you have that kind of cast be the the people who are after them it elevates it even more like it just makes it that much stronger totally okay awesome so dale you pretty much your classic maker was the the cast um and yeah it was really neat seeing all these names that are like oh everyone knows who these people are uh in this like smaller role don't i'm like who is there he looks so familiar (laughs) paul familiarity aside what was your classic maker it kept me in suspense. Oh, really? That's my classic maker. Is that the this was really a suspenseful film, like all, oh, wow. almost all the way through. Granted, because it's over two hours, that feels long when you're in suspense that long. <laughs> so, but I I thought it was a good. If you like suspense movies, I'm like I I'm not like, like but you know like action and suspense then yeah this is one to add to your list very cool okay i i know i i didn't mention anything about pacing or runtime or whatever but actually when i was putting the notes together today and it said two hours and 12 minutes i'm like oh really it didn't seem that long to me 
Oh wow! So that's interesting. That for you, it no, it felt its it felt its length, but um. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, well, I bow, guess having bow. to go to the bathroom several times helps with that, or it doesn't help. I did have to go to the bathroom. I'm several sorry. Times. Was that TMI? I'm sorry. <laughs> well, that leaves my classic maker, which is uh, sort of circling back to the characters. I just really loved Gene Hackman and Will Smith's chemistry. I felt like they played off each other so well. I liked their characters and like what they each brought. I, I, I felt like Will Smith did a great job of uh, playing both someone who's smart and can pick up on things quickly, but also is like clueless as to all this stuff that Gene Hackman's talking about. So I, I really... Like the audience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. That's that's a fair point. I didn't think of him as the... the um, I feel like there's a term for that, but where you're sort of along for the ride or you're learning through the the audience's uh oh the audience surrogate. Yeah, he's the audience surrogate. There you go. But um yeah, so that was my classic maker. So those were some great, great things about this movie. <laughs> and I thought we'd be able to get into our trivia, but no, because there's one more thing I forgot that I liked. Spirit Blade Productions. Since 2006, Peter Franson has been operating Spirit Play Productions to create entertainment and resources that equip, encourage, and inspire Christian geeks. And soon after starting this indie studio, Peter expanded to include a ton more content and community under the banner of Christian Geek Central. I am personally a big fan of what Peter is doing, and he has launched a Patreon so you can help keep his ministry going and growing. He's in fact doing this like for people that now is the time to join, in fact, because he's doing this whole uh he did several pilots of new potential content that patrons get to vote on so check that all that out along with his spirit blade audio drama trilogy by going to patreon.com slash spirit blade productions that's great are we able to survey all that what does that have to do with (laughs) enemy of the state i have one for you this time paul because i believe in rome and even in the world today christians are probably considered enemies of the state being persecuted ah, for their ah, beliefs. Ah, I'll give you that. <laughs> yes. I'll, I got one. I got one. But can we do something a little more related to the movie? Yeah. You know what? How about we do some trivia? I think that's there a good idea. Go. Yes. So my trivia for this time is, did you all realize that the no. satellites, you remember the scenes where you see the satellites sort of going across <laughs> earth? Yeah. I don't know if you recall, but you would hear Morse code going on in the background. And what the Morse code was, was the letters CQ. And CQ is is ham radio shorthand for anybody uh, out there want to chat. It's sort of, sort of short for seek you. Yeah, they're trying to seek you. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't realize that. My question for you guys is, do any of you have experience with ham radios or Morse code or semaphore or anything like that? It's semaphore, May. I only know that line from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I don't know what semaphore is. That's but the, I, the flags on oh, ships. That's what semaphore is. Yeah. Okay. No, oh, I don't have any ham or turkey radios. <laughs> but, um, 
there are SOS Morse codes from Save Our Ship, you know, in cartoons and stuff. Sure. Okay. Oh, that's the general question to everybody that we're supposed to, or yeah, so that's that's the trivia question. That's the that trivia to question, Paul, okay. to you and Dale. So my, my limited experience is is limited to cartoons and movies <laughs> that use Morse code very limitedly. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> How about you, Dale? For me, that's going to be a no. Ah, uh, bummer. <laughs> I was hoping one of you guys would be like, oh, yeah, I was playing the ham radios. I built my own radio with the Radio Shack circuit boards and whatnot, but yeah, fine. I'm, I'm podcasting right now. <laughs> I, I, rem- I remember as a kid playing Dad's CB thing when that was a, when that was a thing, but oh, that's cool. the closest I ever come to. Uh, that okay. is cool. Yeah. Yeah, my my dad would have like thought, walkie thought, talkies, but go ahead. I thought it was entertaining the truckers or something, but <laughs> I don't know. Well, so Definitely. is CB radio different from ham radio? For some reason, I thought they were the same thing. Well, one's more chewy than the other. <laughs> Has some pig fat. Just dump it with your puns, Paul. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just hamming it up. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> That was, wow. that was a big thing back then. Yeah, it was. It was a when big was a thing. Kid, mm-hmm. We we go to the woods. My, my dad and uncles would be on the CB with each other. And mm-hmm. One mm-hmm. one they had that they had their own code names. They had you know. Oh, cool. They had the smoking the bandit thing going on. I don't know what <laughs> it's all about. I, Is that where um, Boss Hog gets his name from? From. Uh... From Dukes of Hazard, because you know, boss, he's the boss of the ham radio, the hog. No, never. I probably uh, sorry. Wow. wow, great trivia, Francisco. I should look more into the ham radio stuff. I guess, yeah. or is that even I the technology still in use? Anyway, I think it I is, but yeah, but I think you can capture it digitally now. Anyway. Oh. I have the answer to our last audience question, which Ooh. again was Francisco didn't paste it here, so I can't read it off. But I know you know it, Paul. So just go for All it. All right. What Russian novel <laughs> Francisco? <laughs> I knew you were going to do this. Oh my God. It's not even funny because the same thing went through my head. <laughs> War and <Okay>, Peace. <laughs> yes. But the real question for our last audience question was. I believe what previous movie that we covered also stars Kiefer Sutherland and Charlie Sheen. Exactly. As we covered, this was from our Young Guns episode. So Young Guns doesn't count. Yeah, Young Guns doesn't count. And the, exactly, Paul, that was it. And we got two correct responses for the, uh, for that question. And the answer was, uh, Three Musketeers. We covered Three Musketeers, the Disney version of it that had Kiefer Sutherland and uh, Charlie Sheen in it. Uh, and so, so let's just nougat. What? Nougat. Oh, all right. Okay, so let's spin for who gets the prize, which is a free gifted Twitch subscription to our Twitch channel. I hope it's D'Artagnan. It's not. It's Dustin Warford. So congratulations, Woo-hoo! Dustin. We will be gifting that to you. Uh, I'll probably do that in the next couple of days. But thank you so much for entering and everyone who sent in responses to be a part of the trivial fun game thing that we do here. Yes, you can send answers to trivia at RetroRewindPodcast.com. So now here's this episode's listener's question, which is, 
I'm building suspense. Ooh. Just like, Just like the movie. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. Here's the question. What Russian novel? <laughs> <laughs> Set in, a, in the Napoleonic Wars. It consists of a cast of over 500 characters. All right. This is actually our second Will Smith movie that we've reviewed. The first one was Independence Day. Mm-hmm. But this will be our third Gene Hackman movie. What? Really? Oh. Yes. So, name one of the other two Gene Hackman movies that we have previously reviewed. Oh, just one of them. Okay. Ooh. I like it. All right, fine. Like you it. know what? Bonus. You got it. One is oh. too easy. You got to name both. Here's here's the thing. You you submit one, you get one entry in the drawing. If you submit both, you'll get two, your name in twice Ooh, for our spinning like wheel that. thing. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. All right, so yes, and like Paul had said before, send your answers to trivia at RetroRewindPodcast.com by the time we record uh, the next episode, which gives you usually, by the time you listen to this, when the episode drops, it'll give you uh, about a week and a couple days to enter that. But now that we have all had some trivial fun, listeners, us, everyone, let's find out what memories you, our awesome rewinders, had about Enemy of the State. Uh, Alex Ortiz said, the trailer, what are they... Why are they after me? <laughs> what were they? After me? <laughs> Why are they after me? You have something they want. Steve Hamilton says, Faraday Cave, Mob, and who watches the people that watch the people? Who mires the mires of the mires? Uh, and then who Reed watch, ben- watch. Exactly. And then Reed Benson uh, finishes out our comments by saying, I remember Will Smith running and Gene Hackman on a beach at the end. <laughs> kind of close enough. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. That, I, that's not incepted. Uh, so no one really had a general dislike of this film, but that doesn't matter because it's time to spin up the things we disliked about uh, Enemy of the State. Alice, get to it. Was three. And let's go back to Dale once more. What's something you didn't like about the Will Smith, Gene Hackman Duo, duo-opic, that's not a word. This movie. The um, Lisa Bonet or Mrs. Jason Momoa. I was about Mrs. Aquaman. Um, I enjoyed her in the in the role that she played. Yeah. But I, I wondered if the element of her being Will Smith's character's former love interest mm. was needed. I don't think it was needed. Um, I'm not I, sure. Was, I, I, I'm not sure if it was needed to me. I, I, why couldn't she be just a liaison to Braille or mm-hmm. or because something different? Plausible deniability or whatever you they had to like like pin something on them that isn't true, but it looked like it could be true. So it helped ramp that up that they were previous. Engaged, yeah, because so because if there's dramatically that that's kind of what I was thinking. If there's a formal relationship, then there could be this. There's it's easier to buy into a lie that there was this romantic tension that, and then yeah. oh, though then it gets out in the open. Oh, well, then maybe Will Smith needed to kill her so that would all the noise about it would stop, and that's why they killed her and tried to set him up with it. So I I, I don't I didn't like it either. I, I did really enjoy though that hint that they presented uh Will Smith and I forget the actress who played his wife. 
Janet Jackson. Regina King. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Regina. Oh my gosh, Paul. Yeah, Regina King. How th- it showed them as a married couple who who's gone through some stuff and has come out the other side and they both trust each other. I thought that was a really beautiful thing to see, even in light of this conflict of a past. Uh, I'm assuming an affair of some kind. So there. Well, yeah. To, to me, it just didn't. I just didn't think it was needed. Okay. Too much. That's totally hey. fair. That's totally fair, Dale. Paul, what did you think wasn't needed about this film? Okay, let's focus on the thing that they always get wrong in movies. It's security cameras when they say enhance. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know you can like... I feel like you're going to take my tragedy maker, but proceed. Sure a bit. But to enhance it, you know, anytime. So basically, people, if you don't know this, anytime they say enhance the security footage or video... And it looks like way better than the original. <laughs> That's bogus. So bogus. Wait, you're telling me the movies lie, Paul? Is that what you're telling me? True lies. <laughs> <laughs> I said it's down. Uh okay. That you know what, Paul? That's I'm just gonna continue on. Because that's essentially my tragedy maker, but a very specific moment like that. So I'm, oh, we'll get to that because I'm, I'm saving it for mine, too. I'm breaking custom. <laughs> breaking custom. You can still save yours, Paul. But so they have the here's, – here's the worst. So they have this bit where they say uh, – they, they look at the bag and, oh, oh let's spin around 3D around the access to see what's in this bag. Okay. 75 degrees. That's my second dislike. Okay. okay. <laughs> and, and here's the thing about that. I mean, if you want to give it to the movie that, okay, well, in this movie's world, that's the sort of logic they use. That's okay, fine. I still didn't like it, but it's even exemplified and exacerbated by what they say later about the satellite can only see straight down. Oh, that's kind of limited. I know. Well, why don't you design a better one? Okay, but this satellite, you can only see straight down, but still, somehow in this security CCT camera, you're able to get a three-dimensional model of it. What the crap? Yeah, that's because that's higher technology. It takes years to send satellites up, you know, so the technology is more advanced on Earth with security cameras than on satellites, which is, I know, completely bogus. (laughs) Bogus. Yeah, that. so that was my tragic maker, something I didn't like, obviously. You know, as far as this this movie, there's a lot of truth and a lot of things that are really close to reality mm-hmm. in this movie. It surprised me so much when they put in that rotate uh, 75 degrees around. I was like, are you kidding me? That's so out of fantasy land. Yes. It's such a movie that's supposed to be grounded in reality. Right. I feel I feel like like you were saying, Dale, they could have done something different with that, the the liaison character. I feel like they could have come up with something a bit smarter and more grounded for that. Just edit that out because it's ridiculous. Well, they oh, had to it like he dropped something in the bag. Okay, let's go to his house and find it and search. Actually, That's yeah, all they needed. They could have just shown it being obvious that something was dropped into the bag. Um, exactly. Yeah. No, they want to make it look cool. Oh exactly. no, they have this technology that they're after us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go back to Dale. What's something else you didn't like, Dale? <laughs> Uh, I'm going to have to answer this one with a question. Oh, uh, interesting. Do, do you blend? <laughs> <laughs> well, when I get stressed, nobody else has that model that make <laughs> it's black with the bottom base. 
That's obviously mine. It was inscribed with RJD, Paul. Didn't you see that? Of course. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm blending. Oh, yeah. I'm blending to the east and I'm blending to the rest. I'm blending to the thick, all the things I like best. What the heck, man? What's different? It is different. Yeah, but I mean, I'm just, I'm kind of nitpicking here, but it is something that just kind of weird to me so just, you know what else didn't. was weird is that he was like if he, that if he actually recognized his blender he's like is that my bl- that is my blender that was you guys oh then it would have been off like no that doesn't happen it's like oh that's my blender all right i'm cool with everything what no come on is that from something no that's chris tucker from rush hour is that my gun? That is my gun. I, yeah. Okay. I thought you were doing another Will Smith movie. I'm like, I don't think that's quite okay. Anyway, regardless. Uh very good, very good. Okay. Maybe corny, but that that's that's yeah, that's you know one, what? That's one I, I, enough I, to throw it throw it off some, yeah. I, I I guess that was supposed to be something comedic about that, but yeah, it's it, it seemed like it is almost unnecessary. It like it was just it would have helped, like with Paul, who felt like it was a little too long, if they had just cut that that bunch out. I could see that too. It's a running gag. It brought humor, uh, or it's supposed to. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I didn't feel like it's that humorous. I, but yeah. uh, Paul, wasn't Sorry. what wasn't very humorous for you? The rotate us seventy five degrees oh, that around. It? That was my second dislike. Oh, okay, okay, <clears throat> very fair. Okay, then I'll get to my second dislike. <sighs> oh my gosh, I did not like Reynolds, John Voight's character. He is so like the exact person you don't want in politics or running some branch of a covert op agency. Uh, Someone who's, who just wants to do his own thing, thinks he knows better than everyone. What? I don't know what it is, but I agree with you, Francisco. Whenever John Voight plays the good guy, I'm rooting for him. But whenever he plays the bad guy, it kind of like makes my skin crawl and go, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, which, I mean, it's good in one way, but it's uh, so frustrating. Exactly. Yeah. Wouldn't that be a positive? Dale, don't bring logic into how, oh, well, he's playing his character so well. I don't want to hear it. It kind of it's it's it, it rubs my skin the wrong way that it it makes the movie watching experience a little bit less enjoyable yeah that makes sense. yeah yeah i i almost wish he was a bit more mustache twirly or scenery oh. eatery i don't know something <laughs> that, that brought some levity to it like take out the blending stuff and put something in that makes him somewhat affable but yeah he's just i i just hate him so much and and that he has this wife who's like oh yeah you're just you're gonna make the the head of the department and, and just like spurring him on to just make him like good even more wife i mean yes but it just oh man and he treated his grandkids horribly yeah stop jumping on the thing i was like whoa dude calm down okay guys i i guess uh even though I gave my Tragic Maker already, let's get into your guys' Tragic Makers. And since I assume they're way worse than mine, I'll just give my last little thing I didn't like, which was the ending with the, I forget, I don't Larry know. Larry King, and he leaves you with a question. That we no, walk out of the theater not, with. not 
the 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 way the the shootout yeah the climax oh the mob scene yeah you didn't like i thought that was a clever no well i I liked no no i totally liked how he faced him off against one another i thought they were both talking about a tape i thought it was i thought thought that was great the part i didn't like was i believe it was jake Busey's character how he comes in is like he starts shooting and then that commences the shootout whereas he he didn't really have any reason to do that I hey, felt like. like that. It's like a box Somebody, of chocolates. It's like a box of bullets. You never know who, yeah. which one's going to hit you. They're all on edge and someone's eventually is going to fire. I just, I feel like there could have been a better way to have gotten someone to make the first shot other than, okay, here we go. I don't know. It's just. The old man trips. Yeah, sure. Have someone trip. I, I well, I don't know if or I'd like that any better. Character building of somebody who is trigger happy. And yes. Then, like, Yes, Paul. And like, exactly. hey, you need to calm down. You need to stop. And, and you need to. And I think they're trying kind of like to bully the kid. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> Paul. Yes. Something I'm trying to remember is was Jack Black in there with them? No, he was in the van. The no, the shootout. He did come yeah. in at the very he came, end. He, he ran. He oh, yeah, he did it's, come it's, in. It seemed like everybody everybody got shot up, but yet later on he's in the. Uh, he, I mean, he was he was injured, and, they, and you saw him them wheel him out on a stretcher. The paramedics did. I'm so. trying to remember all that. I couldn't remember mm-hmm. what happened to. Where are you pointing at, Paul? All right, Abraham Lincoln. Goody, he's got to be involved in this because it's political. <laughs> okay, so that was the other thing I didn't like. But let's get to your guys' tragic makers. I had I had the whole spinning the the seat close. Closed circuit TV on a three degree. Okay, seventy five degrees. Exactly. You can't. <laughs> Dale, what was the thing you hated most about this film? I'm gonna have to say probably John Void. Oh, for, oh, you're not, talking about not, but not, but not for what you're talking about earlier. Oh, okay. Uh, but maybe when I first saw this movie in the theaters, mm-hmm. I thought he was just okay. Oh, but looking looking back. I guess maybe because I've seen him play some familiar, ro- similar roles mm-hmm. since then. Mm-hmm. And I think Paul mentioned, mentioned impossible earlier. So there's something about him, whether he's playing the good guy or the bad guy, he's in these bossy roles, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about the, it's always seems like the same. Oh, like he's very typecast almost. And, and so by the time I get back to watching this again, I'm, I'm already used to him playing these roles. It, it doesn't really do anything. For me. But, and I'm about to get geeky with y'all for a moment. Um, Go, go for, for it. it. In the early 80s, I remember a show called Whiz Kids. Oh, yeah. There was a boy in there named Matthew Labrador. He was Albert Ingalls in Little House on the Prairie. Oh. Okay. He led this show he led a bunch of kids that would solve crimes mm-hmm. through early 80s computers oh, okay cool and it was led, led by an actor named max gale mm-hmm. he was from he was hot off barney miller and he did a movie with mr t called dc cab mm-hmm. now this kid was a spinoff from simon and simon okay they ran an episode of that something watching john voigt mastermind these whiz kids if you will uh-huh. yeah, kind of yeah. remind me of that, that early series oh, yeah. 
And then later on, there's there was a show just a couple of years ago called Scorpion. Mm-hmm. Robert Patrick was leading those kids or young adults, if you will, to mm-hmm. do what they do. Well, in Wiz Kids, mm-hmm. the Max Gale character didn't really matter him being in there. Okay. They didn't. They didn't really need him. Oh. Robert Patrick, they didn't really need him. John Voight, he was kind of like a. I guess he was kind of like a father figure, mm-hmm. they, but they didn't really need him. Yeah. No. I guess. Um, That's a fair point. It didn't really do nothing for me. Mm-hmm. Somebody smarter maybe, smarter than me would probably say different, but uh, to me, it just seemed like the actor or the role. Earlier, I, I mentioned that the kid, that Seth Green and them, they were more of a presence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> It seemed like they almost overshadowed uh, John Voight's character, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, pretty much. So I didn't think John Voight was much of a. Uh, so he, he plays. I, I have no qualms with his acting. Mm-hmm. Just the role. His he, role. He the role in it didn't seem to matter. Yeah. So it, it 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 didn't take away or elevate it. Any more or less than I hope I'm making sense. You, you, well, here, let me, let me ask you if it's like this. So if you, this is going to seem like very disparate from any of the site. Hold on. Buckle your seatbelts. We're if, going for a ride. Yeah. If you were going warp speed, in fact, because if you think of, uh, films like, uh, Star Trek Next Generation, sometimes if you take the, the Captain Picard, uh, um, Patrick Stewart's character, sometimes, like he's the captain, so he's usually giving orders, but sometimes he gets down in the mix and is actually like piling the ship or doing things that are important, doing things that other people maybe could be doing, but he's like, uh, this, for whatever reason, he has some element or some insight that no one else has, and he has the ability to get down in the dirt and, and do the thing that he needs to be done. So contrast that to John Voight's character, who seems to only be saying, hey, I want this done. And then just reads her report, and then that's it. He doesn't really get in there and contribute with. I mean, he takes the gun at the very end, but he doesn't like go and help sur- do surveillance or say, "Oh, you know what? You really need to get the satellite to do this over here." It doesn't it doesn't seem like he contributes anything to the nitty gritty. Is that kind of what you're saying, Dale? We'll go with that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, on the other end, I have two words for you: corporate America. He's the manager. He has the team below him. Oh, yeah. Okay. The, the team below him always does the dirty work, and he's there talking to the boss, making sure things get done. Gotcha. Okay. Fair enough. Well, Paul, I have two words for you. Tragic maker. Period. Okay. Go. Period. <laughs> so, said three words. Dale, Dale kind of mentioned this before, my last tragic maker, uh, or, no, or my last dislike. <laughs> I had so many tragic makers. And Okay, how how do, how do I say this? Uh, basically, it's we're almost at 200 episodes, and I try. I'm gonna I'm gonna break one of my own rules. Ooh. We've had other people break these rules before, and we try to persuade them not to. But um, this time, I'm going to basically. It follows along the line if um, if somebody plays someone uh, like a bad character, like who's supposed to be evil, and, uh-huh. and you know, you don't like we were saying about John Boyd, and we don't like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, isn't that 
or isn't that a good thing? Like yeah. they're playing it well. Yeah, so that yeah. shouldn't be a dislike. Mm. Here's the thing. This is why it's my tragic maker. This is what makes me not want to watch the movie the most. Ooh, okay. And that's why I put this as my tragic maker. That's fair, yeah. This, this movie deals with a lot of what I feel are real themes going on in the United States of America. Not just right. America, but the United States. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but and so I and I'm not I'm not one of these tinfoil hat conspiracy conspiracy conspirers. But, yeah. But I honestly believe there's a lot of shady stuff going along in the government. Yeah, because, totally. You know, yes. Great power has you know, with not great power comes great responsibility, but um what is it? There's, absolute power corrupts absolutely. That's what I'm looking for. Okay. So you so, use it responsibly? <laughs> yes. Uh, no, you should. You shouldn't yeah, go around yeah. killing people, which I honestly believe that that does happen sometimes. Yeah. I'm not going to mention the Clintons. Oops, I just did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but in fairness, probably most, if not all leaders, but sure, go ahead. So unfortunately, this is, I think, a real problem, and it's kind of scary to me that mm -hmm. really does happen. And I'm not just talking about like invasion of privacy stuff. I'm talking like end of life kind of thing that eventually lead to like life altering things. Yeah, you know? yeah. Mm -hmm. So these deal with themes that I do not like to watch because it gets me thinking and going into places that I do not like oh, to be in. Oh, okay. So yes, it does a good job of bringing these up. But I don't like dwelling on yeah and watching this. So, um, so almost the I'm overall go against theme. The, okay. Yes, the whole not not the whole theme of surveillance, but the whole theme of we're going to do some shady stuff to get things done because it needs to get done there. And I think there's a way to do that without being shady. Mm -hmm. the, so it's almost like the the dualism of are you means justify the ends or the right. do the do the ends justify the justify means by the means right yeah or which yeah. Uh, which i am i am a a, a supporter of oh really there's okay. got but the way you do it is important is, as well and yes is extremely important yeah so you can you don't I was about to know that's a bad analogy. I was about to say you don't have to invade Poland to take over the world, but wow. if you're smart enough about it, you got to do it politically. You sure. know what I mean? You know, anyway, exactly. So it's, it's one of those things that the movie does well because it, I think they did a great job of, you know, meeting in secret and yeah. like, Hey, let's, you know, throw the the body in the car and make it look like an accident mm -hmm. you know and and into the lake and stuff that's the kind of stuff that opening scene mm -hmm. that just set a bad taste in my mouth throughout the film can, and oh, go, go ahead i was gonna say can i can i offer a slight rebuttal that i don't know no, if please. this would change this probably please. won't change you but i, I something about okay so they kill the, the, is it a senator, congressman? It doesn't matter. They kill the guy in the beginning. And they think they're, they, they, I imagine they planned out, okay, this is how we're going to do it. This is where we're going to do it. I don't know why they chose out in the open a big park to kill someone. That didn't make a lot of sense. But regardless, they, that's where they, 
for whatever reason they decide that's the best. It's a remote area. Let's, let's oh, say yeah. that. And then, so they, they think they probably got away with it. Then they find out that there's this camera that's watching, that's recording the whole thing and has a very plain as day what happened. And I, and that the whole movie is essentially, uh, I guess. Yeah. The essay. thing that they, they want to approve is a thing that's caused that, that is their greatest enemy. I, I love oh. that, that, that dichotomy. I didn't even think about that. What I was, oh, okay. that's a great, that's great. Yeah. I totally didn't think about that aspect, but I do. I love the underlying, uh, message that you can bury the truth as much as you want. It's going to get out. You cannot kill truth because truth, truth is a real thing and you can't, you can't just disregard it. It's going to, you're going to, it's going to come to light eventually. And we're going to talk about that in the spiritual speculations. Another, the sister episode of this sweet patrons buckle up. All right. Well, okay. So yeah, that probably didn't get you to reverse your tragic maker, but yeah, it still doesn't make me want to go out and watch this film again. (laughs) All right. That's that's the thing. That's fair. All right, guys. Well, now that we've entered all our trajectories into the firing computer, Alice, you have a firing solution for us. Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready on your mark. Salvo authority. Uh, this was state. Wow. Is part of the state? No, Alice is part of the ship. Okay. I just signed her myself. But you're the state. Because you're like you're the one in charge. I'm an independent. Uh, okay, Captain. <laughs> anyway. Okay, guys, it's the moment of truth. Do we rate Enemy of the State a classic? We'd recommend anyone go and see this movie, whether or not they've seen it before. A nostalgic. Uh, we recommend. It's only worth your time to watch again if. This if it's not your first time. If you've seen it in the past, you liked it, then yeah, go ahead and revisit. But it's not worth your time if you've never seen it before. Or a tra do we rate it a tragic movie? It's not worth anyone's time. If you've never seen it, keep it that way. If you have seen it, don't sully your memories with a rewatch. Let's start with our guest, Dale. What is your final rating for Enemy of the State? Well, despite all my uh dislikes of it. I find it very entertaining. Mm. So I'm going to give it a nostalgic. Nostalgic? Okay. I just really like this movie. Just It's real action-packed. It's real, especially with the computer guys. Mm-hmm. I like Will Smith. I like Gene Hackman. I'm a little back and forth with John Voight. But, yeah. But the, but those those compu- Seth Green and the gang, they, they, they're the ones that really elevate it. Totally. I mean, it's just something about them. When they're together doing their thing, it just rocks the world. Awesome. But um, so so nostalgic. So what would have? I'm curious. What could it have been different to put it into the classic category? Like what could have John Voight? If, if, if John Voight wasn't there, it would have been like, oh, this is the best classic. I, I I don't know. I I just in my heart, I just feel it's just uh, nostalgic. I, okay. I don't, I don't, Fair. Yeah, that's totally fine. Um, it's, it's fine. You don't have to like give us a dissertation if you don't want to, though you can. Some, sometimes <laughs> I can't articulate why, just like because that's how I feel. Leave me alone, Francisco. It's just what I want. Okay. Something we didn't touch on is that you know 
the diehards and the lethal weapons, everybody wants to argue this is a Christmas movie or is it set on oh, Christmas? Sure. It, it it was one of those movies that I would watch every other Christmas. Oh, See, really? On Christmas. Because mm-hmm. uh, that con- there's a conversation between the um, it's cr- around cr- everybody shopping for Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a present, and uh, and there's an element in the story where um, Will Smith has to go to his son in the car mm-hmm. to get the. Uh, he figures out that it's in the game. Yeah. Or the Game Boy like thing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so. I don't know, just something, all that stuff, something in that just, um, just makes it nostalgic and that's, that's totally fine. Cool. Awesome. Cool. All right. Thank you so much, Dale. Uh, Paul, what is your final rating? You know, I went into this not expecting much and I actually enjoyed this movie, um, a lot more than I thought I would. Oh, cool. Um, I just never want to see it again. Well, here's the thing. It asks some very poignant questions, yeah. but I feel, or I think as a society, we've actually moved beyond whether or not we should, you know, have those, um, I, I'll, for lack of a better term, invasions of privacy. Mm-hmm. And we're already there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like a wave that cannot be taken back. Essentially nine so 11 happened. And then, yeah, it's, it's wasn't that interesting at the beginning where it said, this is 1998. It said, it'll take like a terrorist blowing up buildings in order for this to move forward. And I that's know, exactly what right? Happened. Very strange. And one of the, so, one of the characters has a, like a birthday on nine 11 or something. That's very strange. The connections. Yeah, so honestly, I feel that it's a little bit dated and we've actually gone beyond the conversations and the questions as a society has gone beyond this. Hmm, So I feel that it's actually as relevant as it is in some ways, in some ways, in a lot of ways, it's irrelevant Okay, because we need to be thinking beyond this. Mm. And because of that and the, some of the troubling things of the, uh, I'm going to keep it at nostalgic. Okay. Let's put it that way. I'm not rushing out to see this again, Okay, but if you do, I, I, you're not, you won't be disappointed if that makes sense. Totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. Um, and you know, I, I actually feel like I, I'm a little, uh, I'm trying to think of the right words. I guess I'd say I'm a little opposed to you because I feel like I was surprised at how relevant this movie felt for me, like the themes it touched on. And I think it's important to be thinking about how much do I want the government to be involved in my life? And because I feel like more and more. You don't have a choice. Well, no, but I feel (laughs) like it's getting to be even more and more like it's ramping up just just like it's almost the accelerator is all the way down right now. So I think it's good to be aware of that and think about, okay, these, if you are okay with that, that's fine. But these are possible ramifications of that being the case. What are you going to do if you, if you're not okay with it? Even if you go like live in a bunker wherever, like, you only have so many limited options, you know, if you want to be a productive member of society. Uh, the, I think the only, there isn't a lot you can do as a single individual. I think the, the best you could do is be aware of which representatives you're voting in into Congress, Senate, presidency, and just do your best. I mean, ultimately we're, the three of us are Christians. 
our our king is in control and we this this is all very like this is all gonna go up in smoke i was gonna say go up in smoke that could go the wrong way this well, is, here comes well, the <laughs> no no it's like as in i think james says we're all like vapor like we're here yes. and then gone in an instant that's what i was going for that's the metaphor i was yeah. going for um so <laughs> exactly fall but I still think since we are here now, we're living presently, obviously, unless you guys are robots. What? I think it's important to be aware of these. And if this movie helps you to think, okay, this is, this is obviously made up. This is fiction. But hey, if it causes you to think, oh, maybe I should think more about that or investigate more on my own. I, I think that's a good thing. So anyway, regardless of all that, I really enjoyed the movie and I would definitely watch it again. Uh, I, I, I still like... Why did you why did you blow up the building? Because you made a phone call. I, I think that's a very memorable line. Uh there that's like the only one, honestly. But yeah, I would totally let my kids watch this when they're old enough, obviously. I don't want them watching it now with all the F bombs and whatnot. But for me, oh. it's a classic. But according to the Retro Rewind podcast, as a whole, we rate Enemy of the State a disputed nostalgic film if you remember enjoying it like what dale was saying it's totally worth your time still to enjoy it uh but it's if you've never seen it before i, I don't know any recommendations for you guys come to the top of your head for a better movie well if you've never seen it before um i would say do you like this theme of, oh sure uh, then yes but if you if this is not something that interests you the theme of it then watch something that does here well here's a question for you guys that has uh, somewhat similar themes that I think are, is a movie you both like that touches on some of this stuff. Would you recommend uh, Captain America Winter Soldier instead of this? Yeah, it's more fun. It's it's more fun. That's, that's, that's entertaining. Like, you know what I mean? Okay. Okay. Rather than make. Yeah. All right, that's a totally different genre. Well, but I feel like it still deals yeah. with these people in power doing things. Uh, above everyone else like isn't it robert redford's character is trying to get oh. all the things made because he wants to kill the people because he wants to control and all that i guess so yeah <laughs> guess i don't want to watch winter soldier now thanks francisco yeah thanks well i have another movie that has oh. gene hackman oh perfect go for it it's, co- it's called absolute power oh and eastwood okay so he's the president of the united states oh really Clint Eastwood is a thief. Okay. He's attempting to steal from this guy's house. He's inside his vault. He views the president of the United States doing something shady. Okay. Shady, yeah. I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that's, that's something that you may be born to be interested in. Okay, yeah. cool. Sounds interesting. Who's got the power? Who's got the absolute power? Uh, yeah, okay. You know, Very mentions Eagle Eye. That's a good one. I've never seen that. That's with Shia LaBeouf, though, right? I get that Eagle- in source code mixed up. I think, yo, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Source code is Jake John Hall, well, so okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Eagle Eye, yeah. There's also Rear Window with James Stewart. I've never oh, seen a rear window. Yeah. That's I want to get more into Hitchcock and see more Hitchcock movies. I've seen Psycho and Part of the Birds. That's it. So that that one with 
would would make you ask a question about peeping toms. Oh, there you go. So I you know I, when do you if you're looking across the street, are you watching your neighbors do what? I mean, uh, okay. mowing the yard, washing their car, or yep. watching that lady in the pool. I mean, mm-hmm. and uh, probably makes you wonder who's looking at me right now. Yeah, you hear that half your cool deluxe and enthusiast? Why are you looking at me? Well, it's uh, something. We're windows a pretty good movie to check out. Awesome, guys. Yes. Awesome. Yeah, well, go. I appreciate those recommendations, but you know what? I think it's time that we get back to our own time. Good old 20XX. 20XX. Every time. Receiving incoming transmission. Ooh, feels good to be back in this nanny state. No. What was that? I wasn't expecting to snort. I was just trying to pass it off real quiet. <laughs> and then That's funny. We'll leave it in. We'll leave it in. Uh, it right. feels good to be back, but we wouldn't be able to be, have been able to travel back to 1998 to begin with if it weren't for our amazing reflux capacitors, namely Jared Holzhauer, Deborah Powers, Brian Keating, Patrick Hicks, LJ Lowry, Chris Cowan, The Feel and Film Podcast, Chris Owens, Geek Devotions, The Untold Podcast, Mrs. Lomax, James Kennison, Daryl Hafner, Kevin Joshua, Joshua Burnham, Drew of the Cellcast, Ashley Crowenbitter, Pastor Deucen, and new patron Kennethan Cummings, in addition to five other patrons as well. <laughs> Just barely. If you want to see me run out of breath, add your name to the $2 or over patron list. Uh, but thank you all so much. Thank you for keeping us flying. And you too can keep us flying for as little as $1 a month and get bonus content for your generosity. Head over to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash support to see how. And while we're thanking our supporters, we also want to give a big brother hug to our subscribers at Twitch, which is another way to send us a couple bucks a month. If you have Amazon Prime... You're already paying enough, so you can subscribe for free. Find out how at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash Twitch Prime. But hey, let's keep the gratitude train going now because we love hearing from you via our iTunes reviews, comments on our website, or through our contact form. And we haven't received any listener feedback recently, but I do want to say some of you guys have been sort of a – a brother, sister, I don't know what you call it. A big brother watching over <laughs> no. us, protecting us. So there's another ministry called Geek Devotions. Uh, Dale's a part of them. Dale actually found us through Geek Devotions. And uh, they're just really awesome people, Dallas and Celeste. They're currently running on their Facebook page a contest to find like, uh, it's essentially like March Madness, think brackets of uh, uh, different podcasts going head to head, different streamers going to head, head to head. And so we're up there for uh, who's your favorite podcast, who's your favorite streamer. So uh, I would ask, some of you have already been over there, voted us up. I'm very I'm very humbled by how well we're doing in some of those head-to-head matches. So I just say, go over to Facebook, Geek Devotions on Facebook. Help. If you, if you love this podcast, if you love our streams, please vote in those, uh, in those polls. And really appreciate you know, everyone who has. It's funny you should bring that up because as soon as I saw that, I'm like, no, we're brothers and sisters. We shouldn't be competing against each other. I don't like this. And as soon as I'm about to close the window, I'm like, all right, I'll vote. <laughs> Just like I couldn't help. It's like I don't want to like that's so like like 
like there's unnecessary conflict there. That's oh. and then I'm like, oh, well, I gotta support the retro podcast. <laughs> just like a little, you know, just a little vote for them. But uh anyway, but yeah, check out their content regardless of yes, the March Madness or whenever you listen to this. They have some good stuff uh going on there. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's I think it's on fun. It's not really saying who's the best oh, or it, anything. It, oh, sure it is. But yes, it's all in fun. Yeah, and thank you everyone who does does engage with us, whether it's in our watching us on streams, watching us here now. Thank you, uh, Hafner, Cool Deluxe, Reformed Jedi, and uh, That's our Bobo. Really appreciate you guys watching. Anyway, any way you interact with us is much appreciated. RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 196 is the place to find timestamps for this episode, links to contact us, and links for voting on the movies you want us to review. Yeah, you can nominate movies that you want us to cover. We had someone recently that said, hey, are you going to cover X- X-Men 2? I'm like, well, you can nominate it, and then it has potential to be covered, but you could do that all uh, through links on our website. But that's not the only place you can reach us. Paul, where else can people find the show? And also yourself. Feel free to talk to us and share anything you like or find funny that is 15 years or older. That's what we consider retro, 15 year mark or older. Mm -hmm. Uh, Go to our social media. We are Retro Rewind Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And you can join a Discord server at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash Discord. And as I've also mentioned, we are on Twitch. You can watch and chat with us live. As we record this podcast, like these fine people here, like I'm pointing to, but you can't see because you're hearing it through a podcast. But the people that are watching with their eyeballs, so be one of those people. Exactly. (laughs) If you want, if you have time uh, where you can watch us play retro video games and uh, Francisco does his pixel art. You can follow us at twitch.tv slash retro rewind pod and if you want to find me paul j powers you can go to pauljpowers.com and you can stop by and say hi awesome thank you so much paul it's it's such a treat for me again to do this podcast with you my awesome friend awesome co-host and uh yeah if you ever want if you ever need to slip me a turbo graphics express with the weird video in it i mean i guess i'll take it but uh yeah listen I'm all you've got. You're all I've got. Well, no, actually, you got a lot more with the streamings and stuff. But anyways, <laughs> I'm also grateful for our guests for taking time to come on and discuss Enemy of the State with us. So, Dale, thank you so much. Please tell us how we can uh, find you online and if there's anything you'd like to promote. Uh, I'm on Facebook. Uh, Wardell White, if you want to. Check all that out. Uh, I, I don't really have anything to promote unless you're in the Shreveport area. You, you can find me at Western Hills Baptist Church. Sundays. Yeah. And you do like uh, monthly movie nights there, right? You host monthly movie nights? Yeah, I, do, I, do, I do movie nights, but, but it's, not, it's no longer monthly. I oh, okay. Do it when I'm still trying to fit, figure that part out. Okay. I want to do it. But occasionally, yes, yes. So um, that so yes. But um, at, at this time, I really don't have anything to promote. Okay, Just, no worries. So well, thank that's you. That's fine. Yeah, thanks for being here, Dale. It was awesome getting to have you here. And if you hear any clicking noises, that's Big Brother listening. <laughs> exactly. That's what that is. I wanted to tell you. 
thanks for letting me be a part of this. Thanks for letting me um, play with y'all. Thanks for um, of course. Thanks for letting me be this part of this. Yeah, it was is awesome to have you on. I know. Oh, go ahead. Thanks. Thanks for having me aboard. Yes. Yes. See, and this did- is this is why I like someone who's like a fan of the show, knows our lingo, knows what's going on. It's it's all, it was great having you, Dale. What, what were you gonna say, Paul? I was gonna ask Dale. Did you suggest enemy of the state? Not me. Yeah, it was just voted on. Oh, this was voted on. Yeah, this is, right. this is our last in random rewinds. Right. Well, be thank you, Rewinders, for voting on it. It indeed. wasn't a movie that I voted for, but I'm glad I was able to watch it and review it for the podcast. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, uh, as much as I really enjoyed Dale being here, as much as I, I love Paul being here, I, I, they're not the people that I, I love the most. No, oh. that's actually you. Yes, you listening right now, Ryan and Brill and... Uh, <laughs> And Dead Girl from the Cosmic <laughs> Show. Uh, whether this is your first time listening to the show or you're part of our Rad Rewinder community, we really appreciate uh, you taking time to listen to our show and for just spending time with us. And we pray that you're more joyful now than when you first hit play. I have been and continue to be Francisco Ruiz. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at FXRUAZX. And you can hire me to do pixel art illustrations for you via Fiverr at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash Fiverr, or hit me up on Twitter or Instagram if you don't want to, if we don't want to give Fiverr their money. I mean, they're fine to have their money, but if, if you're a listener of the show, let's just work out some via those mediums. Okay. That's all I have to say about that. I'm sorry. I'm just in shock that you took out the second the when I say, finally, we are proud to be part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. There's not two thes there. I know. I finally fixed it. You can- All right. So <laughs> check them out, ChristianGeekCentral.com. Exactly. You can catch us at CGC or our website. But like a Pokemon, we got to catch you all for 2002's The Rookie, our next episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Retro Rewind Mission Complete Proceed to Nap Point Omega And return to base I blew up the podcast. Why? Because you made a phone call, Paul.